What's up, fans of Insiders of Omaha? It's Tyson and Christian here, uh, bringing you one of our favorites and one of our partners, Greg Acero with the Acero Mortgage Team. we at Fairway Mortgage, uh, just a baller of a businessman, yeah. and also uh, just has a wealth of knowledge in business and the mortgage space being in over 19 years. I'm super excited for you to hear him dive into personal, professional, and the mental space of what has made him successful um, and how he kind of views the growth mindset and his vision for his own future. I hope you can glean a lot from it. I would say he secretes growth. He secretes growth. <laughs> Which if you watch the podcast, yeah, you'll see what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, secretes is an aggressive word that I think you should all hone in on. You should all put it in your vocabulary yes. for sure. Mm -hmm. No, I think this is an awesome podcast. And Greg's not just like... I don't know, me personally being in the real estate space, lender is kind of yeah. like, e he almost like cringe a little bit. You're like, no. okay, he's a lender. No, this guy is solid. Um, and we didn't even talk about lending, really. Yeah. Just talked about life and um, business. And he, dude's a savage, awesome guy. Mm -hmm. I think you guys will really enjoy this. Quick plug. Mm -hmm. um, as always, if you guys got any real estate needs, Greg's a guy for lending for sure. Yes. If you got any questions on the real estate side of thing, we're happy to help in any way we can. We yeah. bring this podcast fully for free. No sponsors, no nothing. Mm -hmm. All on our own time, our own dime. Yeah. Hey, that's a saying. Own we, time, own dime. Own time, own. I like that. We're still <laughs> yeah, like keeping that. that. Yeah. Make that shirts. Yeah. So if you got anything, hit the link below. Says schedule a call with us. Call us, text yeah. us, email us. All our info is below. Without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Awesome. Back on track. Yeah. Because that's just life. Yeah, totally. Um, and then two, thinking about it, if I only had four hours in a day, could yes. I get it all done? And I could, but I have to be really efficient. Yes. But. So push yourself to be more efficient with less time. Yeah, right? four-hour work week kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah I think and, the four-hour work day is so achievable. Yeah. 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 And so when I push myself to be more, you know. Um, Perfect. Well, yeah, yeah. It, which, I mean, heck, man. Two weeks ago, I had I was gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for baseball. I was gone the next week, Thursday. <laughs> and I fell away from my businesses yeah. and stuff. And then I also got out of my daily routines. Uh -huh. yeah, and just then here comes Monday, and I'm like. What do I do? I get up a little bit later. Yep. Um. I've eaten bad yep. and I'm like, great. Like, okay, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally did. Pump let's get back. It yeah. took you six months to get that rhythm. Yeah. And then yeah. you fall off in like six days. Dude. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's a great, great word. Like, like uh, Rob Deerdeck says this and so does uh, another gentleman I call followed coach JV. He's all over TikTok, but they're like, everything's a frequency. Frequency, yes. So how high is your frequency or yes. how low is your frequency? In other words, a rhythm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so sometimes I just got to listen to something to be like. Put your headset yeah. in the right. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. In the right space. I've noticed that I don't do this enough, but I mean, meditation for sure. But coupling that with just a little bit of journaling to be able to anchor some of those meditative thoughts. Hmm. I don't, I have not figured out or sorry. I have not made it a point to put that in my day, but I've done it a couple of times in the last couple in the last month. Dude, that is like, that is so anchoring. That thing that I thought about and then wrote down. There's been a couple lines that have not left my head nonstop. Like one of them was like, "You need to recommit to your wife emotionally, physically, me you know, mentally." And I was like, uh, and and that like one line sentence has just been like on repeat mm -hmm. and it was because i meditated on it my family and, and then i wrote about it and i was like that has been super top of surface i've never had i was like this is there's some there's some power here i need to figure out how to harness this and it's know? crazy how much when you start you do that and then you focus so much on it it does improve which mm -hmm. is should be like standard yeah but it really does improve yeah, yeah it's true you know um so no that's 
or talk about how we've never never were taught that and any like that's a very elementary thing you can do from yeah. grade school for sure i mean thinking of being alone with your thoughts and then writing about them and then moving on with your day that's something that you do i don't journal never really yeah have. i've never tried here and there same but i do gratitude yeah. statements every morning okay that's cool and, and you know what i found more more powerful was if I the next day or a week later went back and read what I wrote, oh, interesting. Then I is it, it resonated harder with yeah. me because I got I get, I went back to like that's what I was thinking about, uh -huh. that's what I was feeling, yeah. And then I was like, and then it, it helps me continue, yeah. and appreciate it. Dan, are we rolling? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's a little bright light. I, just, I feel like this is no abnormal. <laughs> the screen's off of it. <laughs> the screen. Oh, the, the filter is off, off of the this. light. No, it's always off. Is it? Yeah, he always takes it off. Oh, right. We're, I feel like we're in the Truman you know, Show, and that's the moon that we're looking at. You gone back and forth on it. <laughs> let's talk to Dana about systems. Yeah, that's <laughs> you need a checklist, Dana. Yeah, Come man. on. I think uh, I don't know if I've ever journaled, but I did do. I don't think I ever have journaled, but I've done a lot of the stuff in the self development space, yeah. and one of them was morning gratitudes, and that's something I've never done is read them again. Mm. That seems mm. like a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, because your mind, your mindset changes week to week almost, like what you're focused on almost yeah. sometimes. Do you think there's a, some clearing of the mind? Like, you, so I know you and I are some sim, we have a lot of similar traits of yeah. how we kind of process stuff. Yeah. And I was talking about journaling. And I, I don't, do you think there's any uh, made credence or, and you said you, you haven't journaled, but gratitude of almost divulging everything in like maybe a few days of journaling. And then that's like now gone. And now you're able to do the gratitude. Like it frees up the mind because you've kind of displaced some of that, just that, the mud, you know, just kind of the, just the <laughs> kind of, maybe. I don't know. I think, I think we don't know until we try it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Someone that, that I follow lately a lot is Alex Hermosi. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I don't, he goes, and he doesn't, he doesn't play it down, but he goes, I don't have gratitude in the morning. Yeah. He has he's no like, morning routine. Yeah. No, there is not much. He's to like, it. coffee, work. Immediately. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I plan my day and then go get it. And yeah. So it's different for everybody. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. You know, you just got to find what helps you tick. Yes. And that is my level. favorite approach. It's like, just start, like, I pretty much always start the day with, Drink coffee and get on my computer right away. Yeah. And just start doing something. I, I, I think there's start. a key there is you need to get into action as quick as possible. Yeah. Because right the longer you delay it, anything, mm -hmm. the longer it takes. And so like a lot of people work out yep. super early in the morning. Yes. And I, I've done a lot of like trying that. But for me, the whole time I'm working out in the morning, I have anxiety about stuff I want to be getting done yep. and work. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, I'd rather just focus on. So I just like getting that done. And then the rest in the middle of the day or at night, I can get a workout in without my mind being oh. crazy. Yeah. I think, I think, I think we'll. I think you touched upon another space and, and Greg, you've been doing this longer. We have how much of a journey is understanding yourself. Like oh, sure. you're just talking about, you want to work out at night. Yeah. I like to work out in the morning, understand your own cadence, your own morning's rhythm. easier though. Cause when you have little kids, no, there's nobody. What's That's the why I changed to the morning. Yeah. yeah. I think I have to, I have to do morning. Go, I used to be a night person, had kids. All of a sudden it was morning only. Yeah. Cause by <laughs> nine, 10 o'clock at night, I want to hang out with my kids. And once they went to bed, that's my time with my wife. Exactly. Yes. yes. And exactly. that's the only time we get. Exactly. And, and if I go work out at night, I come up, I don't want to go to bed. No. I'm still pumped up. One. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I got to get up. Yeah. So uh, going to the morning was better. And what I appreciate now is I get up earlier, but by getting up earlier, that's my time. Yeah. Yes. And that's when I plan my day. Yes. And I can go get it. Yeah. I know. I like yeah. that. There's some quiet. There's, I, I, I find a ton of, I don't know, confidence in beating the sun up. I'm like, this yeah. is. It was something interesting. Something satisfying about it. Yeah. I don't, I, this is totally anecdotal, but energy, sun, sun gives energy, right? We right. know light gives energy. When I was in the Marine Corps, we would do a lot of um, conditioning hikes, prepare like with 
tons of load on your back and you're going for miles on end. And the average pace is like a three to 3.2 miles per hour. We would usually start anywhere, depending on the length, three or four in the morning. And this is on the West Coast. So sunrise was anywhere between uh, six and 6.30. But, you know, generally the officers are in better shape than the enlisted guys. And so the enlisted guys are just kind of be sluggish. You know, they, they aren't taking care of, care of them, but just younger. You know, not the maturity of how to take care of themselves as much. So they would be sluggish, you know, halfway through before the sun comes up. You can just feel it in the in the air when these guys are moving, and you know, it's a little bit slower pace. And as soon as you get a glimpse of the sun cresting the the, the horizon, and then as soon as it does, the energy completely changes. Hmm. Guys are chipper. They have smiles on their faces. There's joking. There's not this like there's solidarity, not solitude. It's it was I noticed it. The pace picks up, everything changes. So my thought was always like, I want to be awake to receive that, not walk into it. Mm, and uh, I, I I, don't know. I've, I've just gotten a ton. So I, I noticed that when I work on the mornings, when the sun comes up, you see guys' face turn to the sun, and they're just like, it's it's almost a euphoric moment for them, whether that, they realize it or not. That podcast I'm telling you about, we'll talk a lot about that. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Oh, and like circadian rhythm and stuff. Um, how we're we're built for the sun and yeah. all our skin and everything in the eye and actually how light enters the brain. Oh, yeah. Is even how we create light within our bodies. Yes. Yeah. And how the, how much the sun has a lot to play in that. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, is the sun is life. It's life. It is <laughs> seriously life. Yeah. Right? Healing. It's healing. Yeah. And uh, man, I mean, yeah, I I I've always been this way since I was a kid. I used to always feel like I was missing out on the day. Yes. And I'm one of these attitudes. My, my, my attitude always is I'll sleep and I'm dead. Right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. people are like, how do you not, you don't sleep enough. You're going to die early. I'm like, I, I'm going to, I'll bet you on that. I won't. And two, I, I, I feel like I'm missing out. And so like getting up early is like, I like it. I, at first it was like hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, alarm goes off four and you're like, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. Yeah. And then what I, what the two things that helped me was, is one, just make yourself after a while and you get into a routine mm -hmm. and it gets easier. And two, when you listen to other people that are doing it, if you're competitive, which I think to be successful, there's you a level of competition be. within you. If they, my attitude is like, if they do it, I can do it. And then oh, when you start listening to totally. it, I mean, there were some guys that were like, yeah, you know, like, like David Goggins, you know, like, I don't even know when he sleeps really, to be honest with you. Yeah, that. I don't think he does. He's like, I get up at like three o'clock and I just go get it. And, and I'm like, what time you go to sleep? What time you go to sleep? 2.45. Two, two. Yeah, I stretched four hours before I went to bed, and then I and I woke up an hour later and did it again. You're like, wow. You look at the mirror, you're like, I'm pathetic, dude. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah. So that's... No, but, I agree, though. So... Go ahead. Uh, kind of changing something. Just curious. So uh, Fairway Mortgage now have been... How long have you been doing that? How long have you been with Fairway? Fairway been... Uh, they're coming up on five years. Nice. Yep. So... From what I've heard, I feel like you really feel like you're starting to hit a stride. Yeah, you know what I found in this business, and I and I knew this a long time ago, but I'm, I'm finding it again. I guess is yeah. uh, when you stay somewhere and build a brand, mm -hmm. um, you get you get momentum. Hundred mm -hmm. percent. But when you disrupt the momentum because you move, yep, um, or whatever it is, um, it, it it just disrupts the the process of momentum, right? Mm -hmm. So by being there five years Rhythm. or coming up, the rhythm, right? Yeah. The frequency, and my frequency is yeah. growing. Yeah. Totally. Um, I've, I've, I've turned that into being able to be um, more successful, if you will, based on however we measure that, mm -hmm. uh, because I feel like um, my brand has gotten bigger. And something with that said, by the way, a long time ago, this is 2014, I, never, I don't know why it took me so long. You ever felt, first of all, like you do the same year over and over? 
Yes. I have felt like yeah, that. Yeah. And you're like, why am I even doing this to yeah. myself? Yeah, Isn't yeah. that the definition of an insanity? Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> like, what am I doing? Yeah. So I started challenging myself to reach out to people bigger and better than me. And one of the things that I took away was they go, you have to build your own brand. Mm -hmm. No matter the platform or company you're with, right? A mm -hmm. broker, a lending company. Yeah. You're the brand. Yeah, totally. So build your own brand to where whatever you decide to be, whoever you decide to go be a, on, on a platform of whatever brokerage or lending company, it's irrelevant because yeah. you're the brand. Mm -hmm. it is so that's yeah. in 2014, I, I changed that. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like everything's Greg Acero lending. People are like, well, who are you with? I'm like, well, with Fairway, that's the platform I decided to be with, mm -hmm. yeah. but I'm still my own company. Mm -hmm. Same thing with us. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. How does that work with, the idea of, um, re, I could say, saleability down the road or um, saleability of his team. Yeah, like so. I've heard mixed things. You know, like you know, dentists. You know, think they're going to sell their practices when they're done for a bunch, and it's um, James Brown's dental office. Full right. You're only as, but it's somebody who's biased, not James Brown. Right. So the branding of that, you know, yeah. is there if you versus hey, uh, Excel like mortgage team with Fairway Mortgage, whatever, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, so here's the biggest problem I believe in our businesses is is in the, why this business is tough is because unless you own the company, and even to a degree, depending on brokerage, lending, whatever, you know, you know, you sell a company, there's a multiple mm -hmm. that comes with that. Well, in in our businesses, I feel like. One, if you're the producer, it's all based on you. If yep. you leave, what does it worth? Nothing yeah. really. And also people are like, I have a database. I'm like, but who are you? If you're not there, what is your database really worth? Because you're not there too. How much of your database do you really capture anyways? Mm -hmm. One percent. Right? So what yeah, what are you what are you really selling? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so for me, um, knowing lending is is really not sellable. If mm -hmm. I said today I'm done lending, I might last 90 days where business is still rolling in, but then sooner than later. There's really no more business closing, yeah, right? And it's done. So that's why, through this great opportunity of lending and real estate, you can, there's no limit on what you can make depending on your effort yeah. and really how savvy you want to be about it. Mm -hmm. But I've taken, I've leveraged this business to allow other opportunities. Yes. So I can become a entrepreneur and not have to lend forever. Yeah. Right. And and when I started changing my my five year, ten year plan and further. Um, now I've luckily, uh, you know, I get, I feel like a little bit of luck have put things together to where I don't have to lend today. I do it because when I try walking away from even for a short period of time, I'm like, man, I kind of do miss my job and <laughs> I've hired a lot of employees and I have an obligation to them as 100%, well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? I think it's a really interesting distinction to, I think we get kind of, I think, you know, I don't know if maybe the wolves polarized, but we kind of tell ourselves as agents or maybe soul self, uh, self-employed mm -hmm. individuals that. There's a, it's a it's a really really difficult and almost unvalidated uh, entity to be able to create a fully operational sellable business in our industry. You're really only as good as your next deal mm -hmm. or your next uh, you know quarter. Yep. You know, and so like to maximize your productivity and production and profitability for as long as you can until you write open up the doors to other opportunities, other new networks and, uh, you know, contacts to then kind of ebb into a new, new vehicle to make a really good income and use that income for your future, yep. not yeah. just use the income for lifestyle. Right. And I think that, I think that is a level of dynamics <clears throat> that maybe a lot of people don't have, you know, they want, well, they match my 401k. 
I've yeah. got my benefits. Well, you're doing it all on your own. Like, I'm putting my own plan together and putting him right. my yeah, own yeah. foundation in place to yeah. be successful. Yeah. Completely different mindset. Yeah. I mean, this business is it, it, real estate sales, lending sales. It's a grind. I think Total. all sales is a grind. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, in most of this, yeah, you start over next month. Yeah. Oh. Like back to zero. Yes. Yes. You know, so when you do that for a long period of time, you appreciate it. But if I think by networking and meeting other successful people, especially in other spaces, you'll, you, you can realize that successful in this space is, is, is a beautiful thing. But if you could take that money and go, you know, build residual income yeah. mm -hmm. and build businesses, uh, be successful just in other spaces. That's how you build generational wealth. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think that's everybody's goal is financial freedom or generational wealth. That's leaving a legacy. Yeah. And for me, a long time ago, I wanted to leave a legacy. Once I realized that, I, I had to go back and go, how do I do that? Yeah. yeah. What does and that you, mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so then you kind of break it all down and start figuring it out. Who brought you, who'd you bring into your world to kind of have that conversation? Was that a self conversation? Did you, you have a couple of buddies that you know, kind of on the same path, you know, you're sending another, what did that look like? Yeah, I think I think I've always been that a little bit. I came from a very humble beginnings, yeah. and when you when as a kid growing up with nothing, you always like. I remember back when I was a kid hanging out with my buddies in, in school, and go, I'd go to their house. And today, when I go back to where I grew up and I drive by those house, I'm like, "Well, that was a little two bedroom, one bath house that I thought was a mansion because yeah. I grew up in a trailer park." Yeah. Um, so when you grow up, growing up that way, it made me feel like I, I was always chasing money, which is not necessarily the right chase, but I wanted some sort of wealth because I didn't have it. Mm -hmm. um, so I had this, this just burning desire to build something for myself. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of one of those, you know, I guess, internal drivers for me that just mm -hmm. kept pushing me. Mm -hmm. But then through that, you also, sooner than later, you realize you have to talk to other successful people. And people say... Hey, show me your best, your, the five people you hang out with every day and I'll show you how successful you are. So I started making myself, put myself around people that not only made me uncomfortable, but were way more successful. And sometimes people's egos get in the way. Yeah. And as I got older, I was more willing to be like, I don't care who I am to these people. I just want to learn something and take something away. Mm -hmm. And when you hang out with really successful people, what you'll find is a lot of them are willing to share. Yeah, they are. Um, but man, they really help you light your fire even further. Yeah. And they give you little, they, they share, they share with you their pains that mm -hmm. they've and how they've gotten there. Wow. And you realize everybody's similar to, to a large degree. Just they're, a different, they're on a different, they're on a different position on the path. Yeah. I think there's levels of life mm -hmm. and they're at maybe a different level, mm -hmm. but yeah. I, I think you, you're constantly trying to level up. Mm -hmm. I will say they're willing to share, but uh, I have noticed like, everything is, everything is a little bit more complex than like it initially looks like you're probably really good at talking to those people, but not seeming like you're not coming off as weird, not coming off as like you're begging them for information. Right. More of like you, you give them some kind of value, whether that be like flattery could be value or um, maybe you have something that you can help them with. I actually took this from Hermosi um, and I just, just implemented it for the first time. And it was crazy how well it worked for network, like a high level networking. He said, pick a skill set that you have that you know that person doesn't have, but you want something from them. And do a ton of work around your skill set and give it to them for free. So I know how to build funnels really well, like build funnels, uh, build some automation behind it, build ads for it, pick ad targeting. So I did that for a painter that I know. I built this whole funnel because he mentioned, he was like, yeah, getting leads in, um, in painting is like really tough. Like they pay $200 a lead for stuff. Wow. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So I like built this whole funnel out and it took me like, I'm going to guess it took me like eight hours of work. 
So a lot of time, right? And that was Alex Ramosi said he would spend two to three days putting this stuff together. And he said, you give it to him and act like it's no big deal. And that's what I did. I was like, hey, just built this little platform for you. I put it together. Here's a CRM. You can just plug into my CRM and use it. A lot, a lot, a lot. The guy's face was like, holy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he was like, dude, let me know if there's ever anything. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Let yeah. me call, give you a favor, that favor right in the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, dude, I'm going to start using that from now on. By the way, you may be thinking of a business opportunity. Yeah. You know, everybody wants, anybody that's in sales or in a service related or product, they need, they need to make sales, right? They need leads. Yeah. They need leads. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of, yeah, I think companies out there that would pay a, a good margin, if you will, <laughs> to, to get business. Cause yeah. sometimes they don't know how to, they're good at a particular craft. Totally. They don't know where to get it's business. a totally different world. They might be able to close, but yeah. they don't have anything in yeah. front of them to close on. Yeah. Like it's like, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I see, yeah. I've helped a lot of, uh, you know, physicians <laughs> that just got out of their fellowship or specialty and they get in, they want to start their own practice. <laughs> and, you know, it, from my opinion, from watch, watch what I see and what I've met of them, they're not necessarily even business savvy. And they're also they, selling to them. They're like selling, like, listen, I know how to do medical practice. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm an MD um, and this is my specialty, but to go create a business, set up an infrastructure um, and sell it, they have to learn all that stuff. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're really smart people. They'll, they'll get there. Yeah. But if you could, again, there's, there's always opportunities. Yeah. Right? Almost fire, too many. Fire. There's almost too many opportunities. It makes <laughs> fire, it tough. Fire, yeah. yeah. Sure. My whole point with saying that is that, it's, it's like, you got to have some reason to talk to people, yeah. you know, and it doesn't have to be that complicated. I don't think like I always used to just like, even just flat up like, dude, I'm so impressed by you. You know, thank you for speaking or whatever. I'd walk up to the speaker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't just like, there's also people that I've seen and people have done it to me where it's like weird. Like they like expect something out of them. Like, mm-hmm. why aren't you giving me this information? Mm-hmm. You know, and people are only willing to give so much for sure. You know what I mean? And that they want to know that you're going to use it. So like, if you use it, tell them you used it and how well it worked yeah. and then they'll probably give you more mm-hmm. you know that's been my experience anyways no i think that's true 100 yeah. percent. yeah what has been the uh, biggest challenge or the fires that you have as you've built out the fair the uh sarah mortgage group or the, your team over the last five years yeah. at fairway yeah um i think more more than anything what comes to my mind right away is my team yeah yeah people like your team's solid like, dude. yeah, yeah. Uh, like i'm not an i'm not a good hr person Mm-hmm. Like managing people is difficult, mm-hmm. yeah. especially for me. There's different personalities, attitudes, all these things. I've had to fire, lay off all these things. It's, it's, I've learned a lot and I've tried to take the approach of just be a constant learner of leadership, mm-hmm. yeah. um, mm-hmm. which Same. I still have a lot of learning to do there. Um, but I think just managing people, I think it's been really tough because <laughs> what I, what I realized a long time ago, and when I went around interviewing top mortgage teams around the country, mm-hmm. What was eye-opening that I finally saw and realized was the difference was, is it's not that he or she was better at selling or doing mortgages or selling real estate for that matter. The difference was their team. Mm. When they finally built a team of A players, their business really took off. Mm. And so I've had teams that were C players, B players, mixture of B and C, never really A team. And now I'm really starting to build this A player team. And that is where I started seeing growth happen. Mm. Um, and there's, there's a lot more to that, by the way, you know, from what's your interview process mm-hmm. look like? How good are you at, at asking the right questions, right. reading people? Mm-hmm. There's such a good, a hardcore, like due diligence to building a company just in HR and hiring and stuff. That's really important that I've made the fault of where I'm desperate and I hire somebody mm-hmm. 
And that's the worst person I've hired because 30 days later, I'm like, you are not who you were in the interview. Right. Yeah. And this is really bad. Now I got to figure this out. Mm. And then I'm, I'm the worst at firing, right? Nobody wants to have a tough conversation. And then you just let it like keep going. And you're like, this is snowballing into more <laughs> yeah. pain. Right. Right, right. Um, so, so to answer your question though, it, it's really the, the team is what's been the hardest thing for me. Hmm. Makes sense though, actually. Because people are the most, I mean, complex, complex. Right. And like you said you can meet one person who they are for a couple of weeks and they're completely different 10 weeks later. Yeah. 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 It's really tough. And when you're trying to build a business at the end of the day, sooner or later, either you're going to be a sole proprietor or you're going to be a business. Yeah. And if you're going to be a business, you got to leverage people. Right. Um, and, and a big part of leveraging is delegation and, but just having the right people in the right seats with the right attitude built into the vision, they're clear on the vision, all these things. So there's just, and I'm constantly learning it, but that's, that's, that's the biggest part of it. Um, and for us to go to the next level is I got to hire a few more people to do that. I got to hire the right people. And now I got to consider too, is this the right person for the team? Not just for me, right. but Dynamic. for the team, right? True. To fit in with everybody else, right? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Makes a big deal. I, so as you start to kind of build out some different pieces and, and actually different <laughs> industry stuff or some stuff that's kind of... What is your, what's kind of really exciting you, you know, looking forward like 12, 12 months on the road as, as you start to build out even more? I think most excited for me and the team lately is a lot of the new relationships we've established. Yeah. It's been, been really fun. Yeah. It, when you get some momentum, you get confidence. Totally. Right. You know, yeah. and so your Great conversations growth. change, yeah. the, the, the results change. Um, so that's been really exciting. Um, but I think what we're most excited about is this market's really become tough over the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. And I know the market is very cyclical. It just goes through these times mm -hmm. and, and, and I've been doing this 19 years. I've seen a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, we're excited for what's ahead because it can't, I don't, I don't think you can get much more tough than it is in the mortgage market right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so when the, when, when that improves, it'd be if rates go down more inventory, whatever that resolution is, we're excited because there's, there's more opportunity to help more people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's what we're excited about. Here's what I found. Oh, Siri's oh. excited. Siri's <laughs> hyped up, dude. <laughs> how have you balanced of working on so many different uh, capacities? I mean, how have you balanced that? Well, yeah, different businesses, different stuff, businesses, yeah. uh, family, kids. How do you guys? How do you manage that? You know, um, we were talking about this earlier. It is being real clear on where my time is going to be devoted mm. to mm -hmm. not wasting much time. And I, and, and honestly, guys, I mean, I, I'm definitely far from perfect. Uh, I can, I can get off the, the rhythm right totally. here and there. Um, but I think the biggest thing is making my time in the morning to be clear on what I need to do for the day. And I've already thought about it the day before, Yeah, but I'm just kind of cleaning it up, ready to go for the day. And somebody showed me a way to make a priority list a, a long time ago but part of it is, is you can, we can all write down 10, 20 things I need to do today. Yeah. Usually. But how are you going to, you're probably not going to get it all done. So what is truly like, what's the one thing as Gary right. Keller would yeah, say, yeah. what's yeah. the one thing like, I, I have to do this today. Yeah. That, and because, and I'm choosing that because it is truly going to move the needle the most in my business. It's a priority. But out of that list of things, what are the things I have to do? But also then, because I have a team of people that I can trust and rely on, what can I delegate to? Yeah. Uh -huh. Right, uh -huh. and the better I've gotten at delegating and leveraging, I can get more done because it's all getting done, but with not just me doing it all. Totally, and that's super powerful. Mm -hmm. When I hired my first assistant, I did I didn't realize how what I was missing until I did that. Yeah, and then once I got my first, once I got her really in line with me, and we had this high level of kind of just synergy. Um, 
there was stuff getting done without me even asking, and, but it, she knew she had to get it done and she just helped me. But now I mean, essentially I'm getting, you know, 80 hours of work done in 40 hours. Isn't that awesome? Work, right? Yeah. That's, that's like, that's, sure. that's, uh, no, I love it. That's, that's synergy. That's like compounding interest, man. Yeah. That's exponentially yeah, strong. Exponential growth. I think we were just talking about that today is like, yeah. you know, and then compile that with making sure you're operating at your optimal frequency. Cause if you're operating, if you're operating below your, if you're feeling stuck or stagnant, my first question is, well, is this your norm or are you operating below your frequency where you're becoming apathetic, where you need to up your frequency to get, regain momentum regain a foothold where you're at and to regain that confidence to operate at a higher pace. It's not that you're running out of your head, cut off, but you just operate at a different frequency or rhythm to be most productive. So I took this away from Rob Deerdick, uh, and that's why I share it with you. Yeah, yeah. So three years ago, listening to him, he start, he tracks so many things, and it starts with his morning. But one of the things he tracked was how he felt in the morning. Yeah, he like he measured that. it. So then I started doing that just to try it out. And he, three years later, I'm still doing this. And if I go back and look at any time on a scale of one to 10, 10, like, let's go get, get the day. Anytime I had like a five, six or something like that, I mean, there was a couple of things either. It was Friday and we had people over, went out and we drank. I, and next morning I drank too much. Right. And now I feel like crap. You're a three. And I'm like, let's be true. Like that, it's a five yeah. because like, I'm not, my motivation right now is honestly, it's only to like feel better. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. just the reality of it for me. Um, so when, but then when I look at when I have my runs where it's like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, and I'm, I'm kicking ass. Mm. Um, I'm so focused on everything is high frequency. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, Drinking, not even really interested. Yep. You know, working out every day. Sometimes it's just it's second workout just because I, I ha- like, you know, let's go for a run. Yeah. Like, yeah. so if I, could, I wish I could do that every day. I, yeah. I'm just, I feel like I, I, people like, be, you know, be routine, be robotic. I'm like, man, I guess I, I suck at that because I can't do it every day. But I go on my runs. Yeah. I was actually talking to somebody earlier um, in the building here and we were talking about 90 day runs because, uh. like, I can, if you want me, if you ask me to sprint for a year, I'd be like, I don't think that's possible. But if you ask me to sprint for 90 days or go attack this project or whatever it is for 90 days, for 90 days and then take a week vacation and then come back, we have a new project for you. I can not only manage that within my mind, mm-hmm. but my body can't too. I'll give you the best 90 days mm-hmm. because there is light at the end of the tunnel. Right? Interesting. Yeah. But if you said, Hey, let's go do this for a whole year or for the rest of your life, for rest of my yeah. life, that, I, I, that to me seems unmanageable. I think that's, uh, I never thought of it that way. I think that's interesting too, just the fact of thinking about how Americans generally holiday. Mm-hmm. You're given two weeks a year. I always just, it just blows my mind where we kind of live in a society where we usually work for the man, you know, and it's hard to take off time to go to the doctor's office or a dentist's office yeah, or an appointment right. because you have to ask for permission from your employer. Right. Whereas in, well, I'm I'm gonna save up my two weeks that I get a vacation. Like, you're not getting the best out of that employee. That, that employee is running on sixty percent, a hundred percent of the time. Right. There's no re- rest or rejuvenation for them. Whereas in like a European culture, they get two months, you know, or a month off of of, of, of vacation time because they get time to like. Don't you know, think that maybe a de- I don't think I think I agree. It's like most people are that way, especially if you're in a job you don't like. Yes, absolutely, right? for sure. Yeah, mandatorily. But uh, I feel like for me personally, and I feel like you guys are probably a little bit this way, I don't necessarily need like time off like that. I just need like, I mean, maybe one one day a week, but there's not a day that I live personally that I don't do something. Right. 
personally. Do something. Like it's, it makes me go crazy. Like if I'm not at least doing some kind of oh. exercise or so, I do something work related mm -hmm. personally every single day. I told my something. wife that uh, I hate taking you. time off. I hate it because it gets me out of rhythm. Out of rhythm. That's if you do I a 90 day rhythm with a, with a break, 90 day rhythm. That might be nice. That's yeah. a different, that's a different concept. If that's the plan. And, and, and also what's that, what that one week off, what are you doing? You know, I mean, it's not for us. It's not. Hey, I want to. I want a staycation. I want to do nothing. No, no, no. I that's not. I'm not interested. I'm not doing that. That has maybe no, I was doing activities or yeah. doing something like. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna have new experience somewhere, yeah, somewhere. Exactly. You know, and it's yeah. I that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe like alone time with my wife somewhere, like something like that would be cool, but. Not like just, yeah, like you said, just chilling on the couch for the week, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta, I, I have to get up. That's why, that's probably one of the main reasons why I work out right away is it immediately gets me something, it gets me a win right away. Yeah, it gets you, sure. it gets you, it gets you, hey, checking that box. That's why I make my bed. Yeah. Hey, did that one thing, small win there. Yeah. Hey, and then I come home to at least something put together. Yep. yep. Some sort of organization. Totally. Even though I'm pretty scatterbrained as it is, yeah. you know, like there's. But no, that is, it's more like, that's that morning routine that my love was talking about. Yeah. Drinking water, making your bed. I'll do all the little stuff in the morning is like a big deal. Well, ideally, even on vacation, that's what I want. I want to yeah. have some resemblance of some of those key pieces of me to feel good yeah. during the day. Yeah, how many times? I mean, we, I'm sure we all done it. You go on a vacation, you still work out. Yeah, yeah. I, I also get up in the morning. Go and for I'll, some kind of exercise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't do it. I go crazy, dude. If I don't do something. 100. Like I, I need to sweat. I feel better when yeah. I work yeah. out. I mean, yeah. it's scientifically proven. Like your yeah. body is release endorphins, yeah, endorphins, yeah. Yeah, heart rate, everything. But that morning routine, I think, I think people are people of habit, you know, and I know it's cliche, but. But that's the routine in life. And I think like if you have a routine, um, it, it helps you be not only more focused on the particulars that are helping you get where you're trying to go, mm -hmm. but also it just that's a that's a feel good thing, just like the sun. Yeah. You know, it's a feel good thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. that activity. Um, and also the less I have to think about doing something because it's just routine. Dude. That actually so is less time. stress. Oh, less stress. You right? just it, it, there's no there's no negotiation about it. It's just, just that's what, what I we're do. doing. That's what we're doing. Yeah. 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 It's kind of, I mean, I think a lot of this trends, hey, we just get up and have a cup of coffee. That's just part of, there's no thinking about it. You're not anxious about drinking your coffee it's in the morning? Well, or I mean, that's like, true, thing I make, you know, it's yeah. not thing you have to fill out a list for. It's You're totally list, right, dude. Brushing well, your teeth. Think about this. If, if you said, you know what, I'm going to start getting up, and I'm just going like ridiculous, but I'm going to start getting up at 3 a.m., at the, again, at the beginning, you're gonna be like, this is kind of tough. But once you start doing it, you do it. And then from there, if you just did, the, thing. the first hour was getting all your day prep, meditation, water, all that, and then you go work out. After a month, you wouldn't know what else to do. Yeah. You would honestly never set the alarm again and you just wake up at it's three o'clock <laughs> and you do what you do. Yeah. And then if you took a week off from doing that, you feel like shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a loser. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. How do you get out of a bad rut? Have you ever found yourself like kind of, you kind of actually have an aha moment and you're like, God, that, that's not serving the goal here. I got to, how do I reset that? Get that out of my way. You ever had that? thousand percent. thousand percent. Far from perfect. Um, always trying to be a you know uh, student of the game. Yeah, yeah. Be in soldier mentality type of style, but definitely have my moments where I get get off routine for whatever the reason is. Is and what I found is helps me is um, and I think I don't know if this is Rob Deerdeck or who told me this, but it's mental conditioning for me. Mm -hmm. I have to listen to something that is going to put me back in that mindset of at that moment. Honestly, like get me fired up, almost pissed off. Like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, why did mm -hmm. I just, I, I got everything, everything good is going mm -hmm. and now I'm allowing it to, to deter my, you know, uh, mm -hmm. like teeter off the path a little bit. Like why? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make you happy when you think about yeah. it. So then you just, for me, it's just kind of autocorrect, mm -hmm. but I need the mental conditioning, which starts with listening to something that's going to be positive mm -hmm. and really kind of, 
I don't know. In a way, for me, light a fire under my yeah. ass. Yeah. You, so you have kids that are in sports. Oh, two kids, two boys? Three, three kids, two boys and a girl, 10, eight, two boys, and then the daughter is three. So, you know, as these kind of kids are starting to become way more aware, especially on the sports or some really instant feedback stuff, and you have started to establish some cadences in your life, well, how are you discussing that with them? Are you discussing with them? You know, is, it, uh, is there alignment there? Do you kind of lay off and wait for them to approach that? How do you approach that in terms of, you know, part of your legacy you mentioned and understanding how to build good humans? What are you doing for that? Yeah, that's, it's actually really important to me. So one, I think it, your kids see a lot more than, than maybe we, we may think, or at least I thought, you know, they, they, they hear and see everything, right? So you gotta, you gotta be aware of that. Um, and they see more than they necessarily even hear, right? So th- mm. you have to be a leader in your household if you want to build leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and over time, as I've matured in my life, I've not only realized that more and more, I've tried to every day be a better leader, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, does my kids see that, you know, hey, dad, that seems pretty successful, <laughs> He talks about these things. He shares things with me, but I also see my dad have friends over and they're drinking beer, you know, but, but, but then it's a conversation when, when the time is right, when they're mm-hmm. old enough, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you have a mature conversation with them because they have questions. They yeah, always yeah. have questions. Yeah, yeah. They're always learning. It's just letting so them, many questions, so many questions, but it's just letting them learn. Like, Hey, at the end of the day, what mm-hmm. I want you, what I want you to know is like, I get my shit done. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm constantly challenging myself to be better. And I'm going to challenge you to be better. My job, and for me, this is what I tell my, my oldest son, I've had this conversation. My job in the world of the day is to be your dad and make you prepared for this world. Mm-hmm. And knowing that this world is not a place that's going to just hand it to you. Great point. You have to go get it. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to constantly challenge you. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to be, you're going to fail, but you have to continue <laughs> to try to get what you, whatever it is you want, that, that place of happiness for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of things out there that are distractions, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and choosing your friends wisely, you know, it's a big thing. Letting other people's thoughts and opinions not matter yeah. is really important to tell that. To not them. falling the status quo. Yeah. It's really hard, especially yeah. young, you know? So just, but, but I think it all starts with being a leader because like, just like coaching or anything, you can't be a business leader and have people that want to follow mm-hmm. you. How are you going to be inspiring if you're not doing it yourself? Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Yeah. So that's something sure. that's something I really focus on is trying to be the best leader. Have you ever intentionally let your kids see you fail so they can see you react to it? Oh, I'm sure they have because yeah. I have failed. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel I feel like a lot. Um mm. and so they definitely I'm sure I've seen it. I've never necessarily asked that question, but I know they've seen it because um I try to be transparent for mm-hmm. my kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of business out of my house. Yeah. So I know they see these things. They see, I mean, I would love if my kids were here and you could ask them these questions. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. interesting yeah, yeah. to hear what they had to say. Yeah. Um, but I know they've seen me fail. Um, and but I'm definitely the one that is always like, um, and 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 I'm this I'm this way because I want to be this way for others, but like no matter what, you have you're gonna fail, realize that and know that you're just gonna get up and try again. Yeah. Like yeah. You're always going to keep trying. The day you quit, it's over. That's the day you fail. Yeah, that's that's when it's True. over. So like, you know, so I just constantly push that, mm-hmm. you know, that messaging to my kids, um, you know, to, but, but, but again, live it, live it myself, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to switch gears because I had this question. I've been thinking about it for a while and I don't forget it. Um, before you talked about your, I think you said your five, 10 and longer term goals. Mm-hmm. What are those for you? Oh, wow. Um, so my five-year goal, which really started when I turned 40. So in college, and my wife, to, my wife 
and even my friends laughed at me. I said in college, I said, when I'm 45, I'll retire. And, you know. <laughs> How old are you now? I'm 40. I'm about to be 40. Well, no, I, 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 geez, it's already, see, time flies. I just <laughs> turned 42. <laughs> yeah, I just turned 42. Okay. Yeah. Three years. Three years. Yeah. And, um, but I said that in college and I remember saying that I remember the classroom, I remember the day I said it, um, cause we were talking around that and it was like a financial class. Um, so my, so when I turned 40, I said, I'm going to be able to retire when I'm 45. Now, will I, I'm not saying I will, I I'm the type of person, like I'll always do something, but I want to do something that I'm really passionate about that I'm making something better, but I do it because I want to, not because I have to, mm-hmm. right? That's the difference. Yeah. So my, my, fi- my five-year goal was to be able to not have to do mortgages at all. Cause I don't, I don't have to, if I do it, it's by choice, but I built other opportunities, uh, and built other things to allow my legacy to grow and have income that comes from all this, that it's, it's a matter of choice of what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the 10 year plan is honestly to where I, by that time have built generational wealth. Mm-hmm. I think there's, I think there's five levels of, of, uh, of motivation in life. And the first one is survival. Like mm-hmm. what is, you, we all do. That's the motivation. I just got to survive. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the second motivation, um, uh, is, uh, is, uh, stuff you're motivated by stuff, which, which is crazy. You see a lot of people at this level, mm-hmm. they finally start making some money and they want, they want the nice car. Look at me. I got to, I'm, I'm, I look rich. Right. You see it all over social media. Right. Mm-hmm. The third level of competition uh, of, of motivation is competition. You compete to be better, right? You put yourself around people. So you've, you've got stuff. No longer does that necessarily make you happy. You're just, you just want to be better. So you compete. Um, the fourth level of motivation then is uh, financial freedom. We're now, which very few people get to financial freedom to me is like, I don't, I, everything, I have enough money coming in every day, every month to where, that works for me. I don't have to worry about it. I don't got to think about anything that I spend money on. I can have whatever I want to have. Yeah. Right. And then the fifth level of motivation is legacy. Mm-hmm. And that to me is generational wealth. Um, so I look at that and that's where I, my 10 year plan was, how do I get to legacy? Yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's the plan for me. And, and how do I get there to answer your question more specifically is build, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, to build businesses. And one of my, one of my next steps is I want to create a private equity company. That's where I see a lot of wealthy people go. Um, cause, cause private equity interests me a lot. I like the idea of being able to, to find companies that not only are, are, you know, necessarily failing, but successful companies that have a great idea, but don't know how to scale and help become a partner in their business to go to the next level. That's that, that's to me is like. A, a, a serious level of interest for me. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the five year and, and 10 year plan. Did that develop once you started meeting a lot more people that were at a different level than you? Yeah. Yeah. Really sort of change. Yep. And I'm so competitive that when I see other people that I've met in that space alone, do it. Not, I'm not, I'm not judging him or her, but my attitude is like, well, if they can do it. I can do it. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so then it's just understanding it. So then you, you see, like, I go, I go probably a step further mentally. I'll be like, Dude, I'm way smarter than that guy for sure. <laughs> for sure. You know what I mean? Like, there's, a, and I have met people like that. Other people, I'm like, that dude's way smarter than me. But you know what I mean? But sometimes you meet guys and they're just, sometimes they're like so not there mentally mm-hmm. that they just do stuff and they just make it happen. Oh, no, like, that was what um, the maker, she was like, I just do it. It was, yeah. If you're, I'm not saying to, she's not there mentally. No, she she's brilliant. Yeah. But listen to that podcast. It was so cool. What's how, it called again? 
The makery. Uh, the makery. The makery. Uh, you, the, you know that uh, place where they do all the door hangers and stuff? A lot of women go there to like do like women's groups. Like really high-end looking stuff. Though. Yeah, it's really cool. They do it themselves like packages and stuff. She has a mindset that it's really... She's like created this giant business and never had a plan for any of it. And it just and it's she, the opposite of what we're talking about. And, and it works. <laughs> I love his laughing when she was in here because I was she, like, "How was, do you have no plan for this?" It was this cool. She's an architect by na- by school trade, yeah. and but she just has this knack that was like beautiful mind style. Yeah. It was cool. It was very. But I mean, cool. some people like they just like you know like some people can just overthink themselves. Yes, and not and she does not. She does. Other people are just like, yeah, sure, let's do it, and they just take the action. Well, remember in the mastermind we had a few, like, I think last month. Yep. And and one of the things we we're talking about. And, and, and somebody told me this, and, and, and I believe it for sure now, is the, the most successful people that I put myself around just in mortgage alone are the fastest implementers. 100%. Yeah, fast. They think of a great idea, and they go, they hey, listen, I'm going to fail, but I'm going to figure it out, and I'll get where I'm trying to go. And they just start going. And that's when I realized hmm. being the fast implementer is the ticket to success yeah. and being willing I mean, to fail, too. And then once you implement, recognize, and then you better, you better the outcome. Like, hey, okay, do it, and we do it again, yeah. we do it better. Do However, it I will say something I've done in the past is I will implement really fast, and it doesn't work in like 30 days. I'm like, on to the next yeah, thing. Yeah, on to the next That's thing. tough. That's what I'm bad about. So like I had to learn, tr- teach myself to be like, try it for like six months. Or tr- yeah. A real try. And, and constantly try to get better, not just try the same thing. Yeah, yep. that's hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really hard. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everything works. Back to that lady at the makery, by the way. Yeah. Something that stuck out to me right away is she <laughs> had no plan, but she's built this giant business. Like, that's passion. Yeah, that's cool. exactly what it is. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, you can tell she's energized by the process of what she's making. Yeah. Right? That's really neat. Yeah. If you can be that Lindsay passionate, Barrett, yeah. you can go far. Oh, really she's, far. She's, really she's, far. And if you can do that with a plan. And she's got some crush, cool stuff going down the pipe it. for yeah. scale and leverage. It's pretty neat. It uh, is sweet. Kudos to you, Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to you. Yeah. Um, so speaking on, the half, on behalf of the, uh, you know, the growth mindset that you are obviously addicted to, part of your, it's, it's ingrained in your character. What is, you, you know, can smell it on you. Yeah, you just, like, oh, baby. You What's sec- that cologne? You secrete, <laughs> you secrete, you secrete, you secrete growth, bro. <laughs> we got to come up with a cologne line yeah. called growth. I'm going to yeah. leave your people like, what's uh, that smell like? It's, it's uh, <laughs> confidential secretion. <laughs> That's terrible. That's hilarious. Um, what has been, uh, you know, what is, what's been the hardest day of your life? What, what have you, what you say about, hey, I picked myself back up. Might have taken me 24, 48 hours a month. What is some of that? What's that hardship look like for somebody like you? What does a hardship look like? I yeah. mean, just, you know, just sometimes it, it's just mental more than anything for me. Yeah. yeah. It's just getting back in that groove, finding something that's going to like, what's pushing me. Um, there's days where I have certain things going on that I'm working on a project or a new investment. And that fires me up because I don't, I can't allow it to fail. Oh. But sometimes you get, I don't have something mm. going on and I'm, and I'm kind of in this idle state. So like, like what's my motivation? And people are like my family. I love my family to death. I'll do anything for them. But we, I feel like we're very comfortable in right. our life today. Yeah. So what's motivating me? So what I've learned is I constantly got to have something that's like new that's I'm, I'm doing yeah. to have to wake up and be like, I got to go make sure that's yeah. okay. Yeah. So, which is a great thing because that's, that's keeping me on the path I want to be on anyways. Uh, so monotony is not good. Um, so, no, I do. I like routines. I, I but do. But not monotony. But, but. Um, the monotony of if I just ever, if I like, if I seriously was like, I'm going to ret- I'm retiring today. I'm done. I would go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, what do you do every day? Well, I get up, I work out and I hang out with my family. I love them. It's great. What else do you do? I'm like, um, businesses are going or I've sold the businesses. Yeah, man. I don't know. I would go nuts. Well, you can't yeah. stop your curiosity. 
100%. Right? That's part curiosity of it. Like, you're not going to kill your curiosity. And their curiosity can, is going to fund your motivation. Well, and it's just like, like I'm so competitive even to myself that I love challenge. Yeah, yeah. You know, my coaches, my mortgage coach all the time go, so what motivates you? Uh, praise, pressure, or competition? And for the last 10 years of being in mortgage coaching, they all, I almost always say the same thing and it's competition. I think it's for me too. Yeah. I can care less about praise. Don't care about Zero praise. Zero about yeah. praise. Hey, good job. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Dude, I literally like, ugh. That's how yeah. I feel when people praise. What is the other one? Praise. Pressure. Pressure. I don't think it motivates me personally. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think pressure motivates me at all. I think it actually it just irritates me. I mean, it causes some stress. Yeah. Well, there's, right? But that can make me not perform personally. For sure. For sure. Personally. Well, I think we, is there different types of pressure? I mean, there's survival pressure. Okay. I'm thinking of like back for me when I first started real estate, the financial pressure. There's Luckily, financial. I didn't have a family. Yeah. I didn't have a mortgage. I had very little expenses, but I had zero money. Um, and I didn't perform as well as I did once I started making money. I started to perform way better to start to start making I got to say something by what you just said, yeah, by yeah. the way, that, uh, one of my mortgage coaches told me this, he goes, you ever had debt pressure? I was like, I think I know what you mean by that. But I, so I, I'm going to say, yeah. And I was like, but what do you mean by it? And he goes, well, there's good debt pressure and bad debt pressure, bad debt pressures. You got debt. You can't afford like you're in a like credit card debt. Like that's, like heavy, that, heavy. that's like cortisol high levels every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, like you're yeah. going downhill. Yeah. But he goes, there's good, there's good debt pressure. I'm like, please explain. And he goes, well, here, because this is part of a challenge. They go, whatever you make in a year, you need to buy a house three three X that. So if you make a million dollars, you need to buy a $3 million house. And to me, I was like, yeesh. Like, wow, <laughs> that's, a, that's yeah. aggressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's yeah. aggressive. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I could do that. Um, and, and so I bought a $10 million house. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> I said, let's he goes, exit. He goes, but that's good debt pressure. And, I, and, and again, I, other people might take this certain ways, but the, the thing is, is, is we refuse to fail. So if you take on a, a house like that, okay, I think you're not going to fail yourself or your family. Damn, you're going to this. figure it out I know what you're and find now. a way to make it all work and go above that. And uh, so I think there's a positive that comes out of that. But you know what's funny? After two years of mortgage coaching, I finally looked at my income and I went and bought three X my house. And uh, so how is your house? No, yeah. So, so it was about a year later. I was like, and I'm making even more now. I was like, this, this worked out. Now I didn't have other bad debt because the first, you know, thing is get rid of all, all of their debt. Bad debt yeah. But, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, there's certain debt you can have that, that can either make you money, which is great debt, or there's not bad debt, which is your house you live in. Right. So that's how, that's how, that's how they kind of explain yeah. it to me. So, so that's, that's, I don't say it's good or bad. However you look at it, pressure, but it's pressure because mm -hmm. you, at the end of the day, if you got a, I don't know, uh, $8,000, $10,000 house payment, and you're like, well, I got to make at least. 30 grand for the month to be able to pay that, save some money and, yep. and live. Yeah. Right. So um that's that's one way of looking mm. at it. So. No, I like I like that a lot. I think too, I think pressure can be a welcome thing, especially in the response to proper preparation. Like pressure is pressure can be a little bit more of a figment when when lack of pre preparation is involved. If you aren't fully prepared, then pressure can definitely come in. But if the if the moment to succeed is quite large, but your preparation is pretty in line, you feel pretty confident going in the situation and you're gonna let the chips fall where they may. I'm okay with the outcome, you know? Yeah. I think that's pretty important too, is that we can kind of get wrapped around the actions like, oh my God, this is gonna be really hard. But is it hard because you didn't prepare? Or is it hard because it's new, but you do have preparation? Like, you know what I mean? There's right. a difference yeah. there too. I think that's uh I think there that's one way that 
I, if people are where I'm talking, I was like, well, think about your preparation. You're not giving, you're not giving any justice to what you've done already. You've already survived the hardest day of your life. You've are now you've arrived. It's not uh imposter syndrome because you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. And now the opportunity is in front of you. You just got to act accordingly. Right. I like, don't think about it as a, is it, is it, um, you know, uh, it's not mutually exclusive. It's yeah. mutually inclusive. Like, Hey, this is part of the process. You're right where you should be. You know, let me go wrap this up in a minute, but what are your other businesses? I know you do daycares, right? Yeah. I have commercial daycares. Um, how many do you have? So we have three now and we're, we're expanding. So we're, we're looking to expand here in Omaha and then also looking to go national by franchising. Interesting. So that's our next steps there. Um, and then uh, been, I've been in uh, you know real estate investing, commercial and, yep. and residential for a long time. So I uh, have properties there, do that. Gotten more into the game of Airbnb, by the way, and our VRBO and stuff, which yep. is which has been actually lucrative, which is good. I was kind of, I feel like I was like one of the first, based on my research, there wasn't a lot of that going on in Omaha about four years ago when I started. And now it's really saturated, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it is. Um, but uh, I've done that and then that's that's been very positive. Um, and then from there, um, do I do a lot of stock trading. Um, <laughs> and that's, so I created a company for that for several reasons, but- uh, that's something active. And then I do uh, on the side, I do real estate coaching as well. You do coaching for other people for real estate agents. Oh, that's, yeah. that's cool. So I, I do it on for lenders, but really they all work with me. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> yes. and that's, that's a recruiting like strategy, totally. right? Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then for real estate agents. Yeah. If I find someone that is motivated and is, wants to be accountable um, it, and I don't charge much, um, I 10 just, grand a month. That's yeah, it. No, that's that's it. it. <laughs> 10 grand a month, you know, per, per 30 minute session. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, just, and that's really just focused on wanting to help more than anything, but, but more importantly, I, I feel like cool. in, in the real estate community, I have found a lot of newer agents that have the motivation, but they lack system structure and understanding. Uh, and they're willing to, when they start making some money, they're willing to, to learn. And the real estate industry as a whole basically says, just do the work. And the no, agents are like, sure. what work? What do I need to do? Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming here, man. Dude, yeah, no, I appreciate awesome. you guys awesome. having me. Yeah, this was this awesome. Is, this is really, really good. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. We'll do it again in the future. And then yeah. uh, look forward final, to working together more. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Final thoughts, Tyson? No, man. I just appreciate Oh, I want I appreciate vulnerability to open up about yeah. some of the things that probably a lot of people hear about. So we hugely, and I've had a ton of respect for you over the years, too. So just keep doing what you're doing. And uh, we appreciate you giving us your time. Yeah. No, hey, listen, I appreciate you guys a lot. Yeah. What you guys are doing. I'm yeah. excited to see where you guys are taking this to the next level as far as your business, uh, you know, adventure that you guys are doing. 100, man. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot I'm gonna learn from you guys while we do this. Stuff, oh. so we've already learned a ton for you. We yeah. talk about like stuff you've taught us all the time already. Yeah, that's so. good. yeah we well, appreciate yeah, being around. I you. appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Thank you, guys. See you guys. Peace out. Thank you.